This is the 26th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And you're listening to the Gospel of the Lord and the homily of Reverend Angelo Satino, pastor of Nativity of Our Lord Parish in Warminster, Pennsylvania. you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. At that time, John said to Jesus, teacher, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to prevent him because he does not follow us. Jesus replied, do not prevent him. There is no one who performs a mighty deed in my name, who can at the same time speak ill of me. For whoever is not against us is for us. Anyone who gives you a cup of water to drink because you belong to Christ, amen I say to you, will surely not lose his reward. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, It would be better for him if a great millstone were put around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life maimed than with two hands to go into Gehenna, into the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life crippled than with two feet to be thrown into Gehenna. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Better for you to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into Gehenna, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. The Gospel of the Lord. So in my time in the seminary, they were getting very serious with us about homiletics, preaching. They wanted to try to make us better preachers. And one of the things that they told us was a homily is based on the readings of the day. And if you don't base your homily on the readings of the day, it's not a homily. So one day, I gave a homily as a deacon at the seminary that I thought was great. And when we got back to the sacristy, one of the priests said to me, that was a great talk. It wasn't a homily. So lest I be accused of that today, I'm going to tell you before I start, I'm not giving a homily today. Yesterday was a wonderful experience for Father McConan and myself, many priests and people who had the opportunity to participate at the Mass with Pope Francis at the Cathedral Basilica. It was a long day, but every bit of it was worthwhile. I was up at 2.30 yesterday morning. And we were at Villanova University at 4.30 in the morning. 
we were to drive there, park our cars, and then shuttle buses took us to the Basilica. We get to Villanova at 4.30 and we stand in line for two hours waiting for the buses to arrive. Then we got on the bus, they took us down to the hotel across from the Basilica where they had breakfast sandwiches and coffee. And then we were told we needed, we priests needed to be vested and seated in the Basilica before nine o'clock. So the mass wasn't until 10.30. Usually when I go down there for these masses, I don't like to be up front, but some of my classmates were there and they said, why don't we try to get near the front so we can see? So I thought, yeah, this is a good day to want to be near the front and see everything. So we get in line and um, we go into the cathedral, and I don't know how many of you watched it yesterday, but on either side of the sanctuary up near the altar, there were folding chairs with priests sitting on them. So we were brought up to those folding chairs. I thought, oh, this is great. You know, so I end up in the last row of the folding chairs, and I think the biggest priests that we produced in the archdiocese were all around me. I couldn't see a thing. When the Holy Father came up to the altar, for those of you who watch know the cathedral altar is very high. And when he was there celebrating Mass, I had a great view because I was right here. And when these big guys sat down, I could see between their heads. But it was so impressive and I was grateful that I was there because I was able to appreciate the sincerity and the reverence with which the Holy Father celebrates Mass. We went over to the cathedral at 9 o'clock, and Mass wasn't until 10.30, so I was hoping no cameras were going around the cathedral at that time because I had a little nap while I waited. And then, right around 10.30, all of a sudden, this roar of noise just belted through the walls of the cathedral. It wasn't in the cathedral. It was coming from outside. And it was the crowd screaming and cheering because the Holy Father had just arrived and gotten out of his car. And it was so exciting. It just was an uplifting way to begin the celebration. And so the Holy Father came into the Basilica and began Mass. And it was an extraordinary and uplifting experience for all of us. Holy Father began his homily by thanking the priests and the religious and the laity of the Archdiocese of Philadelphia and of America, the United States of America, for the history of outreach in social areas that the church has had. The care of the poor, the care of the sick, the education of youth, reaching out to those most in need. I don't know if you people know this, but in this archdiocese and throughout most of the country, if not all of it, the second largest provider of social services to the people of this nation next to the government is the Catholic Church. I don't think our people are aware of that. And so the Holy Father praised that good work. 
and talked about how now we had to carry it on. And he addressed particularly the laity in their role of preaching the gospel in word and action, reaching out to the world. He centered his homily around a story, a very famous story, of St. Catherine Drexel, one of our own. She was very concerned for the Native American Indians and for the blacks in the mission territories. And you know, Catherine Drexel was a millionaires. Her parents had lots of money and it was left to her and her sister. And so she wanted to help, and so she decided to go to Rome and tried to see the Holy Father at the time. So she went to him and she said, you have to send priests, you have to send religious, you have to send help to these people, they need it. And his response to her was this, what about you? What about you? What are you going to do? As pastor of a parish, and any one of you who works in a position where you head a group of people that have to work together to do things, I know this. People come often and say, why doesn't our parish do this? Why doesn't our parish have that? Fortunately, here at Nativity, we have lots of activities and programs because we have good people who step up and take charge. So when someone comes to me and says, Father, how come we don't have this, or why don't we have that? I'll say to them, would you, would you head it? Would you take care of it? And often, suddenly they realize, well, we don't really need it that much. The Holy Father was saying, what about you? What do you do to preach the gospel? You know, you come here to church, and we come to church to strengthen our personal faith relationship with God. We come here to pray as individuals and as a community of faith. And by doing that, we hope to strengthen our relationship with God. But we live our faith out there. So I'd like to ask you to do this. Let the words of Pope Francis resonate with you long after he's gone. Remember the words, what about you? What are you doing to live your faith, to preach the gospel in word and action? Each night when you examine your conscience, which means look over the day, to see what kind of person you were, ask yourself that question. What did I do today to preach the gospel in word and action? Because that's what he's challenging us to do. And I think we all need to ask ourselves that question once in a while, because sometimes we become very self-centered and when we ask the question, what about you, what about me, it's about, well, what can you give me? It's selfishness. And we need to reach out if we are to continue the legacy 
of outreach to those in need, whatever way they are in need. We all have to participate. We are the church. I said this story when Pope John Paul II died, and there was such an outreach throughout the whole world, they took notice to it. And there were such wonderful things said about him by Catholics and non-Catholics alike. And I remember the Sunday after his funeral telling you this story. The day after my mother's funeral, we were at the house going through cards and things, and my father, remember this story very clearly, said to us, kids, and we weren't kids, we were adults, I want you to be proud. I want you to hold your heads up high because of the tribute that was shown to your mother yesterday. And he said, and the tribute wasn't just to her. It was to you, her kids, also. I always remember him saying that. Yesterday, one of the security guards on the street was talking to some people, and he said, even for the President of the United States, we don't shut down the city like we have for this man. Pope Francis appeals to all peoples of all faiths. You know, I saw three popes now in person. And when I was uh, ordained for 25 years, my classmates and I went to Rome and we were privileged to celebrate, concelebrate Mass with Pope John Paul II in his private chapel. And so we got vested and went into the chapel, and he was kneeling in prayer when we went in. I thought I was going to fall on the floor. I thought my heart was going to jump out of my chest. I was so excited. Yesterday, when Pope Francis came into the cathedral, it was a different sense. There was just a peaceful calm that I felt. Now... I thought, well, maybe it's because I know not to get as excited to let my heart jump out of my chest because I'm old now. Or if I fall on the floor, I'll break. But that's what Pope Francis brings with his simplicity and his genuineness. He brings a peaceful calm. My brothers and sisters, the church is our mother. We are her children. God has chosen Francis to be our father in a physical sense. And so I say to you, after the events of this week, I want you to hold your head high. I want you to be proud of the tribute that has been paid to your father. We are the church, imperfect as we are. What we need to do is recognize our imperfections, all of us, in ourselves, and then continue with divine assistance to try to be the people God calls us to be. Our sins, 
our differences can all fade away and we realize we can coexist if we are focused on our journey to be the person God calls us to be. To be sanctified by his sacraments. To be strengthened by his grace. To be guided by him and the people who represent him in our midst, most importantly, like Pope Francis. So hold your heads high. Be proud to be Catholic in the truest sense. And allow yourself to grow into the person God calls you to be as we thank God for this good man and ask his grace that we may be good children to him. <laughs>